This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Walken. It's Wednesday, the 21st of September. In your sport today, the Women's Basketball World Cup is about to tip off, Australia's winning start in India, the fastest punter alive, and a surprise at the AFL Grand Final. This is your sport today. Before we get into today's show, a quick bit of housekeeping. We are off tomorrow for the public holiday, so no podcast nor newsletter tomorrow. With that in mind, we're looking ahead to Thursday because that is when the Women's Basketball World Cup starts in Sydney. Luce, tell us how it works and then we'll have a quick look at the Opals. Yeah, let's have a broad look at the competition first. It runs from September 22 to October 1 with all games in Sydney with most matches and all the finals at Kudos Bank Arena in Homebush. There are 12 teams in the World Cup and they're split into two groups of six. It's a round-robin stage first, so all teams will play each other once. The top four in each pool will then advance to the quarterfinals, then it's the semis and then the final. The USA are the favourites and for pretty good reason – They've won 10 out of 18 World Cups, won the last three, and they're on a 22-game winning streak at World Cups. So, yeah, I reckon they're going to be hard to beat. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't sound good, but anything is possible, Luce. Uh, Fortunately for the Aussies, they're not in the same group as the USA. The USA are with Belgium, China, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Puerto Rico and South Korea. Luce, who is in the Opals group and who are the players that we should look out for? So in the Opals group are France, Serbia, Japan, Canada and West African country Mali. This group is much harder on paper than the USA's group. Australia's group has five of the top 10 nations, so any team could win on any day. Australia is the highest ranked team in the group at number three. They also have home court advantage and And they have a little someone called Lauren Jackson. Uh, I shouldn't say she's little because she is a giant of the game and literally as a person. But don't expect big minutes from Jackson. She'll likely be used as a role player and for her experience. But watch out for Captain Tess Madgen and rising star Ezzy Magbagore. If Australia make it to the final, they'll play eight games in 10 days. That's a pretty brutal path. And it starts tomorrow night against France. Yep, the Opals campaign is on tomorrow night against France. Uh, You can watch every game of the Women's Basketball World Cup on ESPN, which you can get on Foxtel and KO. To cricket now, Australia has gone 1-0 up in their three-match T20 series against India. Cameron Green and Matthew Way were the heroes for the Aussies overnight as they chased down a huge score to get the win uh, loose. It went from bad to good for Green pretty quickly. Yeah, Green bowled the last over of the first innings and got hit for three sixes in a row from his final three balls. It meant India scored six for 208, which is their highest T20 score against Australia. But Green got his payback pretty much right away. He opened the batting for the first time in his professional career and looked right at home. He hit his first four balls to the boundary and also hit four sixes in his score of 61 from 30 deliveries. The Aussies suffered a mini collapse when he got out, but Manny Wade hit 45 from 21 balls to get the win. Big hitter Tim David made his debut and chipped in with 18 at the end. It was Australia's second highest T20 run chase. Yeah, big win by the Aussies. They ended up winning by four Four wickets. 
Skipper Aaron Finch says the Aussies will tinker with their team as they prepare for the World Cup next month. Uh, next up, the Aussies play in Nagpur late on Friday night. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Name the Aussie men's player that scored 98 not out on his T20 international debut, which so happens to be the highest score by an Aussie on debut. Luce, help us out. Well, it wasn't just his first T20 international. It was the first ever T20 international. You're right, it was back in 2005. So think of the players of that era. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. Sticking with cricket, the International Cricket Council, the game's global governing body, has announced a few tweaks to cricket's playing conditions. Uh, The man cat is now a legit dismissal and there'll be no more checking whether batters have crossed uh, loose. Fill us in with these. So let's start with the man cad. That's the unofficial name of when a bowler runs out of batter at the non-striker's end for backing up too much. Before this change, it was considered unfair play, but now it belongs in the run-out category. It's called a man cad after India's Venu man cad, who ran out Australia's Bill Brown for backing up too far in 1948. It is a divisive rule. Some like Ricky Ponting think it's against the spirit of cricket. Others like Indian spinner Ravi Ashwin endorse its use. Another change is now it doesn't matter if the batters cross when a catch is taken. From now on, the incoming batter will take the end the striker was batting. That'll save a lot of time looking at replays. Yeah, a lot of time. No more getting out the rule to see if the batters have crossed. Uh, yeah, there's been a handful of changes. Uh, for example, using saliva to shine the ball has been banned permanently. It was brought in temporarily for COVID. Now it's completely ruled out. I've put the whole list in the episode notes for you to check out. Looking ahead again to Thursday, the Socceroos play New Zealand at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Uh, This is an important match for the Socceroos as they finalise their preparations for the FIFA Men's World Cup in Qatar. It's going to be a night of celebrations loose. Uh, The Aussies, they've even brought in former coach Us Idik in as a special assistant. Yeah, Hiddink will be there. He was, of course, Australia's coach when they made their World Cup return in 2006 in Germany, and he's back helping out as a favour from current coach Graham Arnold. Hiddink is also in Brisbane as Football Australia celebrates 100 years of the Socceroos, so there's going to be nostalgia everywhere tomorrow night. (laughs) As you said, Sam, it's an important game for Australia. Arnold has named a squad with seven uncapped members, so we can get a close look at the players pushing for a World Cup spot. Australia plays New Zealand again on Sunday. That one's in Auckland and Arnold says it's probably going to be a completely different team to give more players a chance. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to be two very different looking teams, but they'll still be trying to get the win. Uh, Tomorrow night's match can be watched on Channel 10 from 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Let's head over to the US now and that Aussie has made one of the plays of the day in the NFL. Aaron Sipos is a punter for the Philadelphia Eagles, but it was his tackling that earned him huge praise loose. Yeah, he might have picked up those skills in his playing days for St. Kilda in the AFL. (laughs) And he's just the latest Aussie AFL player to head over to the NFL as a punter. They're the guys that boot the ball downfield. And this is his second season with the Eagles. He's also the place kick holder for the team's kicker. So it's his job to catch the ball, make sure it's facing the right direction and hold it for the kicker. Yesterday in the Eagles game against the Vikings, a field goal was blocked and recovered by a Vikings defender. But Sipos took off after him and tackled him to save a certain touchdown. He's been called the fastest punter alive by fans and experts <laughs> on social media. Yeah, he got called a cheater. That's how fast he moved. Uh, not sure it was that fast. Uh, <laughs> I'll put a link to the video in the episode notes so you can judge for yourself. 
We've got another AFL story. It is AFL Grand Final Week after all, uh, but this one isn't about the players or coaches or even the fans. This is about the pre-game entertainment at the Grand Final. AFL CEO Gil McLaughlin might have let slip about a special cameo on Saturday. Well, my swans are playing in the grand final, but I think if this cameo comes off, it'll be almost the highlight of the day. (laughs) So we know that Robbie Williams will be performing the pregame show. That was locked in back in July, but last week he put out a request on radio for Aussie pop star Kylie Minogue to join him on the stage and perform their hit duet Kids from back in 2000. He also hinted he'd be doing a song that isn't his because Kids is technically one of Kylie's. Yesterday, McLaughlin was asked if Kylie was going to join at Robbie and after a long pause, he said there will be a surprise and Robbie won't be singing alone. It has to be Kylie, doesn't it? Who else would it be? It's got to be <laughs> Kylie. I mean, there's no one else. Um, we also know that Gowana, Temper Trap and Lucy's mate G Flip will be performing <laughs> among others at the AFL Grand Final, but we got to see Kylie now, Luce. I just can't get her out of my head. Oh, my gosh. All right, big show coming to an end. Just another reminder that we are off tomorrow. No Sport Today podcast or newsletter. Luce, how are you going to spend your sleep in? I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym. Making the most of that <laughs> sleep in. Uh, we're back on Friday, so no stress. Uh, but before we go, the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Name the Aussie that scored 98 not out on his men's D20 international debut. Lucy was back in 2005 in the first ever T20 international. Who was it? It was Ricky Ponting. None other than Ricky Ponting scored 30 off the last over to get to 98 not out. Just missed out on the 100. Uh, all right, that is us done for today. Like we said, no podcast tomorrow, but Lucy and I will be back with you on Friday. Have a good public holiday. We'll catch you then.